Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land in Conversation. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we talk to people in and around Ohio State athletics and the sporting world at large to bring you a different insight and perspective to the teams, athletes, and university that you love. Since we are still fairly new at this, if you want to hear something or from someone on this podcast, feel free to let me know on Twitter at BWWMatt. Today we are in conversation with not one, but two coaches who will be heading up basketball teams filled with former Ohio State players taking to the hardwood in Columbus this weekend as part of the 2019 TBT. First, you'll hear from Buckeye legend and OSU's Director of Recruiting and Player Development, Scooney Penn, who is coaching Carmen's crew, formerly known as Team Scarlet and Gray. His roster features Buckeye fan favorites like Aaron Kraft, John Diebler, David Lighty, LaQuentin Ross, William Buford, Evan Ravenel, and more. Then we talked to former Buckeye guard and current graduate assistant on Chris Holtman's staff, Andrew Dockage. He is coaching Team Big X this season, which features former Buckeyes Jay Sean Tate, CJ Jackson, and Keyshawn Woods. Both teams tip off this Friday night at Capital University, and if both win in their first rounds, they'll face up in round two at 2 p.m. on Saturday. Earlier this week, I talked to both coaches about their teams, their outlook for the tournament, and about the 2019-2020 basketball Buckeyes. <laughs> Andrew also spoke about how he's been embraced, somewhat surprisingly, by Buckeye Nation, and what it's like to have Dan Dockich, the basketball analyst, as a dad. Carmen's crew will take on Illinois BC on Friday night at 9 p.m., and you can watch the game on ESPN2. Of course, you can follow along with Land Grant Holy Land as we live tweet the game, and then we have a recap afterwards on the site. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Scooney Penn. This is now, I think, your third year with what's now yep. Carmen's crew, right? Yes, sir. This has been such a fun thing, I think, for fans, especially since the team has gotten to play at Capitol uh, for the last few seasons. Why do you think it is that Buckeye fans have so latched on to this team of alums, not all alums, but primarily alums, and uh, mm -hmm. really kind of championed them throughout this uh, this entire TBT process? Well, you know, it's just the support that they have for you know, former players, you know, and guys while they're in school. So to be able to watch some of your favorite guys come back and play in some competitive, good basketball, it's fun. Um, it's at a great time. There's nothing else really going on basketball-wise. Um, football hasn't revved up yet here. So I think it's a great thing to come out and see and see, you know, root your hometown team on and um, just be involved and see some of the former players and, you know, guys that you haven't seen in a while. Um, I just think it's a great idea. It's a good thing. Yeah, and you said you might not have seen them play in a while, but a lot of these guys, if not all of them, are, are still playing professionally, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's overseas or somewhere else. What do you think it, it is about this group that you have this year that makes them a contender to possibly bring home that uh, that big ultimate prize? Well, you know, first off, we're always going to have some good players, um, guys that want to compete and play well. You know, but this year, it's, it's like the NCAA tournament. The best team doesn't always win. You know, you have to have a little bit of luck. Uh, the ball has to bounce your way sometimes, but um, we definitely um, will be out there competing to win it. You know, if we don't have that mindset that we wouldn't do it at all. Yeah. And it's been a ton of fun to watch the team go far in a lot of years. And, and it's, and it's been fun to be able to see them play in Columbus. But uh, this year, what's interesting about this bracket is that you're starting off in Columbus, but you have a chance to, if both teams win in that first round, 
play another team that has a bunch of Buckeyes both on the bench and on the court. Have you uh, mm-hmm. been a, be able to talk a little trash with those guys at all? Because obviously you know quite a few of them. Uh, what has that been uh, been like looking forward to potentially playing some of your former players? That would be kind of cool. Um, I would love to have you know a guy like JT on my team, but he went with Dockage. <laughs> so a lot of the trash talk has been with Andrew Dockage. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. They're, they're, those are the little brothers of our team. Um, but no, it would definitely be fun. I'm sure the fans will love it. I know we would love it. Uh, we wish those guys well. And, um, you know, yeah, hopefully that, that matchup happens so we can do a lot of trash talking and it'll be good. <laughs> That'll be a lot of fun to watch both for uh, fans and I'm sure even more so for the players mm-hmm. and coaches. But let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the players that are, that are on your team. I, I think for a lot of fans, uh, we love seeing Aaron Kraft back on on the floor, especially wearing yeah. something that looks like a scarlet and gray jersey. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he is not playing in the U.S. currently, he's having a tremendous career overseas. What do you think it is about his game that has allowed him to be as successful as he has been? Not only in college, he had a great season or two in the in the D League, and now he's playing overseas and winning Defensive Player of the Year and all these different kind of things. Well, he because play- Aaron Kraft is the same. He always will be the same. He plays hard. He competes on both ends of the court. Um, he's a good leader, full of energy, and that translates no matter where you play. You know, when he was here at Ohio State, we actually loved him, how hard and tenacious he played defense. And, and he does the same thing. You know, he's not going to wow you with a score. He's not going to go out and score 20, 30 points. That's not what he does. But Aaron Kraft's a winner, and he proves it time and time again. And people just love the way he plays. He plays hard, and he loses it all on the court. What's what's been interesting and kind of a bit, uh, I'm sure, uh, crazy for you guys is that over the years you've had some roster fluctuations uh, throughout the years, sometimes week to week. When, mm-hmm. when you've got guys like this who are coming and doing things, and this is obviously not their full time job, um, how do you kind of balance that with making sure that you can get the best team on the floor to potentially win, but then also realizing that these guys are giving up something to be there? Yeah. It's tough, you know, and, and I and I commend and thank the guys for doing this. I mean, it's tough. You want your summers to relax or whatever the case may be. We all play long seasons. Um, so the guys we can get and the guys that want to play, is, is, it's a plus for us. But we have so much support. We have a lot of guys that want to play to be a part of it. And we just take it as it comes. Um, and, you know, and we just – the fact that we have a lot of bodies, we're able to put a lot of good teams out there, a lot of good people out there, and that just and that gives us a good chance every time. So since everybody is coming from different places, they're all playing other, uh, you know, uh, in other leagues and everything and live in different cities or whatever. How much practice time are you guys able to get together? How much are you actually mm-hmm. to implement stuff? Or is it just kind of like go out and be good basketball players? How much? Yeah. Well, no, our team more than any team spends more time together and practice. Together. The majority of our guys are here in Columbus. Um, LaQuentin is coming from Atlanta. Um, and that's about it. The rest of the guys are locally, you know, they're around. So we, we, you know, guys was in the gym, you know, Kraft and Diebler downstairs playing right now with our guys. Uh, we'll be in the gym tomorrow. Lighty coming from Cleveland, uh, you know. So we have our guys here. William, William Buford lives here in Columbus as well. Leon Rogers lives here in Columbus. Um, Courtney Pingram lives here in Columbus. Um, yeah, so we, we are, we're pretty local. More than any other team, I think we get to practice a lot more than other teams and get together. So, um so that's not going to be a problem. We'll, we'll get the time in, you know, this week. We'll get in the gym a little bit tomorrow evening and Wednesday for sure and Thursday and do something Friday before we play Friday night. 
So with this group of players that you have this year, what is the philosophy going to be from an offensive standpoint? Obviously, like you talked about, you've got uh, Aaron Kraft running the show both on offense uh, and defense. But since this is a slightly different group of players that you've had mm-hmm. than in years past, what is the philosophy going to be? Because we've seen that this tournament uh, can be pretty tough, especially as you get later on into yeah. the rounds. What, what's the what's the the plan going to be moving forward? Oh, it's going to be a tough tournament. We know that. Uh, but we're going to play a little bit more spread. You know, play up and down a little bit, spread it out. Um, before we didn't have to play like that because we had a Jared Solinger, who was the most dominant big guy in, you know, in the TBT. So he took up space in there. But now with the absence of Jared, um, we'll play a lot more pick and roll, a lot more with our wings. So a guy like William Buford and John Diebler and Dave Lighty will offensively, those guys will be a lot more involved and be able to probably put up big, bigger numbers. Yeah. Well, I'm going to transition real quick talking from former Ohio State players to current Ohio State players. Mm-hmm. Um, what Coach Holtman and your entire staff has done in the first two years in Columbus has uh, really blown away expectations, I think, for most fans. Now, really, for the first time, you all are coming into a season that has some pretty high expectations from the the media and from the fans at large, um, where in the past you've kind of worked with house money a little bit with a great mm-hmm. recruiting class, with some finally a, a good group of veterans. What's the energy around this team? What's the what's the mood as you guys are getting ready to head into uh, practices before the season later this fall? I mean, it's big time. Our guys are here every day working hard. Um, strength conditioning coach. Uh, Q does an excellent job with them. Um, our coaching staff has, uh, you know, with their workout time, so everyone's starting to realize that expectations be a little bit different. So we got to put the time in, and guys have to be prepared for anything that comes their way. Um, but like you said, you know, we're not going to have the underdog role. You know, people's expectations are very different. So, you know, guys have to be ready for that. But you know, so far in the spring, the summer's been good. Um, our young guys are now, you know, getting in the mix of things and the freshmen are here. Uh, but you never know. We'll have to see when the time comes in the season. But for the most part, you know, we definitely have a group of young men that that are talented. And we just have to continue to, to teach. And, um, you know, I think we, we, we're good. We're turning the right way. Coach Holman does a great job at, you know, recruiting and, and picking out guys that we want that will fit our not our system, but our culture. Um, you want good young men that, you know, not just about ball players, but besides that, they got to be good people off the court. And that's important to us because all that translates onto the court. With, now that you have some veterans, the first couple seasons, the the team was really propelled by the successes of some younger players. Now that some of those players are upperclassmen, um, like the Wesson brothers uh, and, you know, a number of other guys, what do you think that, they are going to bring to this really fantastic recruiting class that's coming in with a lot of accolades, a lot of expectations on them. What do you think those players that have kind of grinded it out with you guys for the first two years are going to be able to teach these new guys that are coming in fresh with all the weight of the world on their shoulders? Well, they, they teach them, you know, a winning way because, you know, definitely these guys have been in tournament, you know, with the Westons and then Musa Jallo and, you know, Kyle, Young, two years in a row, guys have been in the tournament. And, you know, the young guys we had last year had some experience. So, you know, just let the guys know, and they do. They tell them, we talk about how difficult it is at times and how we, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy for our guys. You have to understand, I don't care how much you've done in high school and how great it was. You know, this is a different, this is a different animal. 
And so just letting these guys know when they're working every day, like how difficult it's going to be. Um, and that's why they're working hard. Our guys have been great leading our guys along and, and showing them the way. So we're, we're excited about it. We're excited about our older guys and, and what they bring to the table. I, I I know that a lot of the attention for this team is often paid to Caleb Wesson for a lot of great reasons, but uh, Andre Wesson for me is the glue that for the last few seasons has really held this team mm-hmm. together. And now he's the only really legit four year senior uh, on the team who's been around for the entire time spanning back to even before Chris Holtman and your entire staff got there. What is it about what he brings to the floor that makes him so invaluable? Even though if you look at him, he didn't come in as the most heralded player. He's not, uh, you know, on any of the watch lists like some of these other players are, but he's really invaluable to having this team have success on the floor. Yeah. Dre has been excellent. I mean, he's, he's improved every year. He does everything you ask. Um, he's going to be a very good senior for us. Uh, like you said, a lot of, pre- not a lot of pre- bad pressure, but good pressure on Dre to lead these young fellas and let them know what's ahead of them. Uh, but we're just happy to see his success. You know, he was there at some of times for him to make the tournament the last two years. We definitely want to send, send our senior out with a bang. Um, he's going to be a big part of that. You know, as talented and as many accolades as our young guys are getting, you know, it's still going to be on the older guys, you know, without transfer, be able to play this year, CJ Walker. You know these guys gonna have to carry the load, and the young guys gonna have to pick up the pieces. So that you know we're we're well aware of that, and and you know we're taking that every day. You know that our older guys are gonna have to be the one to carry us. Speaking of that, over the last few years, you've had to put some young guys into some. Uh, maybe some more playing time than you likely would have wanted to just because of the the roster attrition that they've had to go through. Now that you do have some veterans, but you do have some young players that are coming in, uh, highly recruited freshmen, what do you think that the mix is going to be with the team uh, between getting those young guys on the floor so Buckeye fans can see what they're like actually in the scarlet and gray, gray uniforms? Probably the, the mix is going to be great, but you know we won't know that until we get here into the season and we start to practice and then you know, you have to see how fast guys pick up on plays and knowing their defensive roles and things like that. So you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not ready for all that and we don't know that, then um, it's going to be pretty difficult for you to, you know, to get on the court. But we will find that out really soon. <laughs> well, and that kind of seems to kind of be the overarching theme for Coach Holtman's entire time in Columbus. I, I remember in the introductory press conference, he talked about not necessarily just getting back to basics, but really focusing on basics and making the the fundamentals of the game the most important thing. Um, and it really has shown through on the floor in the past two seasons that if you can do things the right way in this offense, in this defense, you're going to have success. And uh, hopefully these new players are going to show that they can do that as well uh, coming into the 2019 season. Yeah, but, you know, that, that's key. Like, do things the right way. And it, it's going to take time. You know, things are not going to happen overnight. Um, it's definitely a process, but um, my coaching staff, we have a great coaching staff, a great leader, and, and Coach Holtman, and we have older guys that have been here. So I think we're, we feel pretty good about um, what we have ahead of us and what you know what we're walking to this year. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's close it out here. Back to the uh, to the TBT. You guys are kicking off the your part of the schedule as the number one seed in the Columbus bracket. You're taking on Illinois BC on Friday night at 9 p.m. What are you hoping that the fans bring to this? How, how much do you think that this team can feed off the crowd? And what do you hope that the the crowd and the fans can give to the team, propelling them through? You know, maybe what is it? Three potential games in Columbus. Three games. Yeah. Well. Well, we hope that they show up and just be the Ohio State Buckeye fans, um, be local, be Columbus fans, because that last year propelled us. You know, we have a clear advantage playing here in Columbus. Um, that should really help us. You know, we just want people to come and support and be proud and make it hard on the visiting teams. Everyone knows that when you're home, you play more comfortable, you have your crowd behind you, and we have that. So that's what we want. We want as many people as possible. We want to pack the gym like we did last year, because that was absolutely awesome. And um, you know, and I think that they'll get us over the hump. If we have a solid crowd, fan base and all that, I don't see us not. It'll be hard for anyone to beat us here in Columbus. Next up is Andrew Dockich. His Big X team will play the West Virginia Wildcats, a crew made up of a bunch of former Marshall players, amongst others, on Friday night at 7 p.m. before Carmen's Cruise game. And it will also be on ESPN, too. Of course, stick with LGHL for coverage of that one as well. I talked to Andrew as he was in the car heading back to Columbus to start practices for TBT earlier this week, so we pick up the conversation there. I am headed, yeah, I actually was in Indianapolis. Uh, My dad had a golf outing, so I was here for the day. Very cool. uh, And driving back to Columbus right now. How'd How'd you shoot? Uh, it was a scramble, and my team barely used any of my shots, if that gives you any sort of uh, vision of how well I played. I understand. I'm in the same boat, same boat. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time while you're driving uh, to do this. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Yeah, so this is a, an interesting situation for, for you. You were a, you played on the Big X team last year. Now you're the head yeah. coach. What What prompted the move from player to the bench for you this season? Uh, one, I was out of shape <laughs> Two, I, uh, I actually tore my ACL, oh. um, in my first men's league game, believe it or not in Dublin community center on, uh, like December 1st, I had surgery December 26th. So even if I wanted, to, I really couldn't just because I'm still yeah. recovering. It's I'm almost like seven months out of surgery and they, they say at least like nine months is like the sweet spot. So, um, that's a huge, that's a huge uh, yeah. reason why I'm not playing, obviously. My first injury ever, actually. So that's what I was, was going to ask. a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. It's for your whole athletic career. You get it playing in a men's league in Dublin, Ohio. Uh, that, that, just, that just goes to show that those leagues are way tougher than Big Ten competition. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about your team a little bit. This is an interesting group of players. Obviously, some guys you played with, um, also some you coached uh to a certain extent um and then some other guys from around the country including some big ten big ten players obviously big 12 uh and some other places what is this team yeah. looking like for you what how are you feeling about the team going into uh this weekend's game i'm excited i truthfully when i get to talk to them um it just seems like they're great people like i said i don't know all of them like we've never hung out but it's kind of a word of mouth thing where i trust a lot of people that um, have kind of given me some of these guys' background stories. And, uh, you know, just kind of talking to them, they check off all the boxes. And then I get to watch 
you know, I we're fortunate enough to, in today's day and age to watch Synergy, watch YouTube, watch these guys like actually perform um, either overseas or in the G League, and so or even in college. And um, it's 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 a good team to, that we put together. Now you know, now we got to figure out uh, each other out. They got to figure each other out. Um, just kind of build on that chemistry, and hopefully we get to do that starting Wednesday when all of our guys come into town. Well, that's what I was going to ask. If you don't know all these players, obviously you know some better than others, but you don't have a ton of time before your first game on uh, on Friday. What is it at, at seven o'clock? What's yeah. your What's your mindset going in as the coach of this team as you guys get into town on Wednesday? How in the world are you going to throw something together to make a cohesive team going into a tournament that could, in theory, net your team two million dollars? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, like, just kind of, you know, they're really good basketball players. I mean, they're professional basketball players, and they get paid for a reason. That's kind of to adapt to any certain certain situation that's um, that's given to them. And I think that's what they're going to have to do here. They all know that, look, we're in limited time. And as most teams do, I believe, around the TBT uh, and this TBT tournament, they're going to have limited time just because everyone is coming around the – around the country due to lodging, um, flights, like the, all the logistics that go into play for a team to get together um, or to an advance. I mean, that the, that would be a hell of a luxury, but we unfortunately don't have it. So, you know, you got to make the most of it. You got to trust that I put a right team to, or we put a right team together to, uh, to kind of answer all those questions. Um, and hopefully we're ready by 7 PM. Cause you know, it's, it is different. It's not, you can't just go out there and you're not playing pickup. You're not playing an immense league game or anything like that. Like these are grown men that uh, that play basketball for a living. Yeah. Well, you you have a game against uh, the West Virginia Wildcats on yeah. uh, Friday at 7 p.m. Have you been able to do much scouting then? Like you said, you watched video of your own players, but have you been able to really see what you're going to be up against since they also have never really played together uh, in this configuration before? Yeah, um, I have. I actually went through each one of their players and kind of all. They're really good. I'm telling you, they uh, they got a lot of players that played at Marshall University and had great success. I know they got a kid named Pierre Henry that's possibly playing in Euro League next year. And and again, it's just kind of word of mouth asking who who have played against them. Some of our guys have played against some of these guys overseas, and it's just you know try to figure out their tendencies, strengths, and weaknesses, and so on and so forth. But um, no, it, it, it is going to be difficult because obviously there's no film prep for this other than kind of seeing their uh, individual highlights. So that will be a challenge of its own. Yeah. And I would imagine from a coaching standpoint, too, uh, a little bit of fun, I would imagine. Obviously, you're competitive and you want to win, but you're going to have to really be making off-the-cuff, on-the-fly decisions to try to combat right. whatever it is that they end up doing on Friday night. Yeah, no doubt. I think – I. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect from me if I could think on the fly like I believe I can. <laughs> um, nobody know. Like I could say here, I can't guarantee anything because I, I truthfully I don't know. But yeah. I think I'm confident in my ability that you know we have really good. I think we have really selfless guys on our team that can play winning basketball. I think um, even if you look at some of these guys' track record, they've kind of always been winners. And I think that you put that together, it correlates on the court. Uh, especially for the grand prize of two million, like other teams though as well. I mean, it's a it's a hot tournament with really good players, really good teams. So uh, 
you know, we know we got our hands full, especially in the first game, no doubt. Well, if you do play winning basketball in that first game, there is a chance that you could be taking on uh, some some other familiar faces in that second round game. I had a feeling that you would bring this yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only is it some players that uh, you probably know fairly well, but another yeah. coach that you know really well. Um, have you been in contact with Scooney Penn at all? Has there been any trash talking going back and forth between you two? Yeah. Well, Scooney and I work together and see each other on a daily basis. Yeah. And it, it, it's nor truthfully, we have an instigator, and his name is Jake Diebler, John Diebler's <laughs> brother, right. who just keeps he, he who just like there's like an elephant in the room, and he just unleashes it, and just says whatever the hell he wants, just to kind of get Scooney and I fired up for that possible matchup. So uh, no, it's definitely been discussed. Coach Holman has discussed, it, and all of them discussed it. Um, they don't think we have a chance, and that's just bulletin board material. I love having a chip <laughs> on our shoulder and not and having all these guys doubt us. But as a coach should say, you can't overlook the first matchup, and that's yeah. going to be a bear. And I know for a fact that's going to be a bear and going to be tough to come out of. Yeah. Well, whether it's against uh, the Carmen's crew team in the second round or the West Virginia Wildcats in the first round, you said you, you yeah. got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, maybe an, an underdog team. And I feel like the last two seasons uh, at Ohio State where you've been a part of the of the Buckeyes team in one form or another – there's been a little bit of an underdog story for them too. And uh, a lot of those players that have graduated from that team that you've been a part of the last few years are on this team with uh, CJ and Jay Sean and Keyshawn. Uh, what do you think that that experience of being able to overcome some of those underdog situations, are they going to bring to this? Obviously again, playing in a gym in Columbus. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, they, they've, they've been a part of a winning culture. They know what it takes to have a chip on their shoulder. And, um, exceed all expectations set out for them. I don't think, you know, there's no motivational speech that I have to give for them to play hard and smart basketball. Like they know what it takes. They've been, I mean, you know, they're going to have a chance, like I said, to play overseas with like Keyshawn and CJ. And obviously Jay Sean has already kind of carved out a nice little career for himself with yeah. his first year over in Belgium. So, um, you know, it, it's good to have those three. Cause I mean, they, those three all worked out together. Those three, know each other and have chemistry so that helps that's a third of our team right there um you know some of it's kind of almost like a click like those three know each other uh justin sears and amir bell have been working out with each other um sue douglas and i guess well then then the rest are kind of outliers but i mean that's over half your team right there yeah. that kind of you know at least know someone else's tendencies which i think if you bring it all together it could uh it could really work. That's a, that's kind of where I believe on that. So. Yeah. Well, you obviously mentioned that those three players are kind of like a click. You know them very well. You guys are playing in Columbus. When you decided to do your graduate transfer year at Ohio State, and even before you yeah. joined the coaching staff, did you ever imagine that you would be embraced by the fan community for the Buckeyes as much as you have been, obviously coming from Michigan? Hell no. Do you think I would have been? I, I, I honestly been, was shocked. Like, no. Yeah, hell no. Uh, well, I mean, it's been good. And I think, you know, winning helps with that. Obviously, sure. our, the year that I came in, we, we blew everyone out of the water and kind of, uh, you know, ran the Big Ten there for a, a long stretch and finished second in the Big Ten. But, like, you know, that's what happens. I mean, winning basketball, and they understood that I wasn't coming in with my own agenda. I wanted to play with guys like Jay Sean and Kato who were great guys off the court um and it, it was really easy to mess with those guys and it was 
you know, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was kind of mind boggling to, you know, the general eye, the guys in the X, like who don't necessarily see us on a daily basis, just kind of stands because this, this slow on athletic walk on comes from the team up North and you expect him to contribute, you know, quality minutes for you. You'd think he's insane. So uh, for that to kind of come full circle and for me to have a part in that really good year, uh, it meant the world. And I really appreciate that Buckeye nation embrace them. And I embrace them as well now. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not just a one way street. So uh, it's been great. It's been really great. And I'm uh, I'm very fortunate enough to, to be at Ohio State for sure. Well, and and I think part of that was obviously the winning, but I think another part of that is is that when Coach Holtman came in, I think a lot of the fan base latched on to him really quickly because he said all the stuff that fans wanted to hear. He did all the things that fans wanted yeah. to see, and if he put his faith in you, yeah. obviously that meant a lot to the fans. What has it been like to first play for him and now to work for him? Uh, and kind of to see how he's developed this program into what's now, after being an underdog for a couple seasons, being one of the teams that's picked to do really well, not only in the Big Ten, but nationally coming into 2019-2020. Oh, it's very uh Both playing for him and now kind of seeing, you know, the behind-the-scenes look being a coach. Uh, it just You see his work ethic on a daily basis, him and all the other assistants and everyone that kind of, you know, moves the ship. It's it, it's really cool. It's really cool to see, and I'm very fortunate enough to have him. You know, give me the give me the opportunity to be a part of it. I mean, because there's a lot of people that obviously would love to learn from Coach Holman. I think he's on the on the cusp of becoming a really a top ten coach. He's still. I mean, there's there's a lot of coaches out there that probably have a a, a better pedigree right now, but he's certainly on his way. Uh, and you could certainly tell when you're with him on a daily basis with what he does and how he operates and how he thinks um, to kind of get Ohio state basketball to where it should be. And, and speaking of coaches with pedigree, obviously you played the first four years of your college career for yeah. coach beeline. He's no longer there anymore, but for a lot of Ohio state basketball fans, they're also fans of the Cavs uh, in a lot of situations. What do you think? True. How do you think, Coach Beeline is going to be able to take what he did at Michigan and transfer that to a pro level with the Cavs. Obviously, it's a lot different working with college kids than it is with paid multi-million dollar professionals, but you know him as well as yeah. anybody else. How is he going to be able to transition to this next level? Uh, just the same way transition from Division Two basketball. Like he, he knows how to evolve as a coach. He knows how to put a great supporting cast around him that can kind of help him um, lead the way. I mean, he's kind of had a prototypical offense, especially at um, Michigan. If you look at the years back with guys like Trey Burke, Nick Stauskas, who were all both, who were both lottery picks, um, he, he's no he's always known how to adapt and how to put his players in the right position. And there's no doubt in my mind that you know it may not be an overnight success just because of the makeup of the Cavs roster, but it certainly will. It'll take some time, but it's certainly it's a it's a job that's right for him, and uh, the Cavs can expect really good basketball because that's that's the kind of coach he is. He expects excellence on on a daily basis, and it doesn't matter if that guy's you know a guy like Larry Nance or Kevin Love is making more than you. I know he's a teacher, yeah. you know, and and those guys will have great respect for him because, like you said, because of his pedigree and what he's done, um, has just always been extremely successful. 
Yeah. Well, obviously, it's a much different situation coaching either at Ohio State or Michigan or the Cavaliers than coaching in the TBT. But uh, just to kind of yeah. wrap it up here. You if, think? I'll, yeah. I would take their contract any day of the week. Uh, I'll drop my this right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you'll get there. You'll get there, though. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. But if there was something from either one or from both of them that you learned having watched them as a player and now as a as a as a member of the coaching staff, is there anything that you're hoping to not only take just to the TBT, but to your style of coaching and your coaching uh, philosophy moving forward? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things to emulate based off of those two coaches, whether that's personal relationship, X's and O's um, and all of that stuff. Like I, I was, I was extremely fortunate and I, I, I mean, I, I'm grateful every single day to have learned under these two coaches. Um, just by, not just because of they coach, just because of kind of the men they are. Uh, and there's a lot to take it from them with their one-on-one relationships with players, with how they handle a certain situation, um, either in a practice or a game or an off-the-court issue with the players. Like every, everything, there's so much to take for it, and I hope I can mesh that into my own, like you said, like my coaching philosophy um, down the line because there's a lot of nuggets that I can take from both of them, certainly. Yeah, and – I, I can't talk about coaches that I'm sure you've learned from without talking about your dad. Uh, <laughs> with I'm taking nothing from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that, and I, that's kind of where I wanted to go with it. Having now watched him call your games for years, and especially even closer for Ohio State fans in your season at Ohio yeah. State, and I think he did. Did he do some TBT games last year? Um, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. I was gonna say so. What is it? How do you deal with him? Because he's not shy about calling you out. How, how does that work? Do you are you able to give it back to him? In obviously, you're not doing it on national TV, but are you able to get him back right. in some way or another? Oh, uh, that's a great question. I've never asked that before. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> he's got the microphone and he can blast me all he wants. And truthfully, I've always appreciated because I don't want him to be biased towards his son while he's calling his son's game. So. Uh, there's never, I mean, it's, it's like, he says it because he, he means it. And it, and when he means it, that means he cares. Like yeah. he cares for me. He obviously wants me to do well, but he's also going to tell me the brutal truth. And he's going to tell me what maybe possibly I don't want to hear. And I've always appreciated it about him because he's just a brutally honest guy. That's, you know, in the media world, he's very controversial, which is okay. But <laughs> that's just the man he is. I, I, like, do I want to get him back? Yeah, at that, at, at sometimes, yeah, absolutely. But m- mostly saying is truth, and you know, have unconditional love for him as he does for me. So uh, we have a really good relationship. Who I consider probably my best friend, and I, uh, you know, I, I, I just take everything in with what he says, both good and bad, but mostly bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's that, that's great to hear. Is he is he doing the games in Columbus then this weekend? He is. I think oh. he does actually have our game on uh, on a uh, on Friday. On night. Friday, so yeah. that, so he could bash me even more. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see how that goes. Mm. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land in Conversation. If you are finding the show on the site, make sure that you subscribe in order to get all of the ever-expanding LGHL Podcast Universe offerings, including this show, The Mothership, Hang Out in the Holy Land with Patrick and Colton, our new State Secrets Recruiting Show, and Outside the Shoe, our OSU Non-Revenue Sports Podcast. Don't forget to follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Go Bucks.